Hey guys, it's uh, Dave Barnett from davidcbarnett.com, the blog site, YouTube channel, iTunes and SoundCloud and Google Play and many, many other podcasts that you can listen to all about buying, selling, financing and managing small and medium-sized businesses. Today, I've got a fun video to share with you about uh, franchises, actually, uh, brought on by a news article. Here, let me share my screen. Um, what, uh, there we go. So, what I want to, there you go. What I want to show you guys first though, is if you watch this YouTube channel, you'll know that a couple weeks ago, I put up a offer for the holiday chat, 2018 holiday chat special. And what the holiday chat is, basically is I offer a discount to people who want to have a conversation with me, an hour long conversation. Normally, if you go over to clarity.fm um, and sign up for a talk with me, it's 200 US an hour. Um, and what I do for the holiday chat special every year is I offer a big discount. So this year, it's 75% off. So for only $49, people can talk with me for an hour. The catch is that those conversations end up on my YouTube channel and podcast. So it's a great way for general audience listeners to get an insight into some of the things that people are really doing some of the things people are contemplating, the deals that people are looking at and, and how I help them think through these deals and give them feedback and, and help give them some direction. So it's really great. And this year I've made eight of these available. Seven of them so far have been recorded. They're in the can. So there's only one left. You can, if you, you can try to buy the last one um, and uh, just act quickly. Head over to the blog site, davidcbarnett.com and you'll find a link uh, right down here, Holiday Chat 2018, um, 49 bucks. Anyway, here's the deal though. The only people who will be invited to watch these things are people who are on my email list. So if you come over to davidcbarnett.com, which is also investlocalbook.com, just down here on the left is a simple little form. Uh, your email address is the only thing that is absolutely required. But if you want to give me your first and last name and your telephone area code, I'm not looking for your phone number, just your area code and what topics you're interested in. The reason why I'm asking for your area code is quite simple. Um, sometimes I appear live for different events. And if I'm going to New York City, for example, then I want to be able to sort out from my list people that have uh, area codes, phone area codes in that region. I'll just send them a special email saying I'm coming to New York City, for example. So that's why I want that. And uh, so you have to be signed up to the email list in order to see the holiday chat videos or get links to the recordings. And right now there's seven hours of, of stuff and it's all going to be released over the holidays. So what are we talking about today? Well, as you guys know, back in 2015, I wrote a book called Franchise Warnings and it was based on my experience uh, being a business broker and helping people buy and sell franchises and some of the absolutely crazy things that I saw happen firsthand with people that had really tied their fortunes to these franchise names and some of the ways that those people were taken advantage of, misused, abused, etc. Because there's all kinds of books about how to pick the right franchise, but there were very, very few out there who, which were talking about the dangers of the franchise business model and the kinds of things you have to wrap your head around and ask about before you sign and hand over money. So what has prompted this video? Well, there is a article here 
November 8th, 2018 that came out. And this is about a Canadian franchise company called Freshy. And they actually operate in many countries. So you may have seen a Freshy near you at some point. My first experience with Freshy is when they opened a location in my hometown and I got to meet the person who opened it up. And unfortunately, he wasn't successful and ended up having to change hands. But look at this article. So Freshy is a publicly traded company, which means it's on the stock market. And it says in this article that they're an ambitious restaurant chain. They've been talking about uh, doubling their stable of franchises within their portfolio. The chief executive officer, Matthew Corrin, said that uh, he is updating his 2019 outlook. He had added, he had planned to add 320 stores to an existing 431. So he wanted to almost double the number of stores that he had in 2019, which is very, very aggressive. Um, and then the announcement caused the shares to tumble more than 50%. And if we look at, and I, and I don't make comments about publicly traded stocks, but you know, they're at $2.55. These are Canadian dollars because it trades in the Toronto. So it's way down to two fifty-five right now. Back when it went public, um, back on February 3rd, 2017, it was at $15 and it's been going down, down, down. Now the recent announcement that we're talking about <clears throat> came out here where this big drop is, but you'll notice that there's other big drops. So I was curious about that and um, went looking for news. But, but first of all, what I want to point out to you, well, actually, let's look at the pre prior news. So this is another article. It says, Freshy plunges 35% after revealing growth slower than expected. And he said that uh, UK and US expansions were going slower than expected because its multi-unit franchisees were more conservative about real estate than the company had anticipated. What does that mean? It means that franchisees that they had signed up were not out there signing new leases and putting leasehold improvements in to open those new restaurants aggressively. Why might that, why might that be? Well, maybe the existing locations they have aren't performing that great. And so they don't want to keep putting more money after the money they've already invested. But, but we're talking about articles here now that are for the investing public, not for particularly franchisees. Now this article is from September 26, 2017. I think that lines up with that other drop. Yeah, August 3rd to 17th, 2017. And this is September 26th. So this would be a reporter reporting on the news after this drop had occurred. And it said, Freshie's failure to meet a store opening projection spooked investors on Tuesday who reacted to the Toronto restaurant chain slower than anticipated growth by pushing down its shares as much as 40%. And it, then it, there's some commentators here who say, it's quite common for fast-growing restaurant chains to uh, have to backtrack and not meet their expectations. Of course, stock market values are all based on what everyone expects is going to happen in the future. So by making big targets, of course, you create enthusiasm for the stock and maybe get people to invest in it who might not normally, etc. So back in the late 2017, they were saying, that they expected to open 90 to 95 net new stores in 2017, down from an earlier forecast of 150 to 160. Freshy estimates there will be 369 to 376 Freshy stores open system-wide by December. So that's by December 2017. And if we go back to the article from a year later, 2018, it says that they have an existing 431 stores. So I guess they were able to meet that revised guideline. 
Um, but in the rest of this article from 2017, it basically, it's a condemnation of franchisees for not being aggressive enough and for not wanting to borrow money to expand. And, and if you've read my book, Franchise Warnings, one of the things that I point out that, that people often don't think about when they're thinking about franchise businesses is that one of the reasons why franchisors choose to grow through franchising instead of just becoming a chain restaurant is because they get to leverage the capital and wealth of the franchisees. So if you have home equity, for example, that you can borrow against to go and build a restaurant, it's far easier for the franchisor to sell you a franchise and get you to borrow against your house to build a new restaurant than it would be for them to go to a bank and explain why they should be lent enough money to build a hundred restaurants. Okay. So because restaurants are risky, right? So that's why franchising is a popular model, especially in risky categories um, like restaurant franchises. Now, let's go back to the 2018 article um, because I want to talk about, yeah, I want to talk about the way he talks about his, his stores. Okay, so he's, now that he's dialed back the, the amount of new stores that he expected to open in 2019, it says that he doesn't have as much pressure to open these new locations. He can be more disciplined in fixing or closing what he calls the bottom 10% of stores that he believes to be the culprit behind this steep drop in the company's same store sales growth. And it, for the quarter, the sale, same store sales growth were down 0.8%. So, you know, if the average store sold $100, now it's selling $99.20. So there's been a slight drop in uh, the amount of sales in each store. But a year ago, they, the, it was growth rate of 5.1%. So if all the stores were selling $100, they grew to $105.10 that quarter. So they were growing pretty quick, and that's a quarter, not a year. So very, very quick growth. Now all of a sudden they're declining. And so here's something that happens with, uh, with these franchisors is they promise the stock market, for example, or their investors that they're going to open all these new locations and then they become more and more pressed to open more locations. And of course, the temptation is to open another location in a proven market where the product is accepted. So if a bunch of people on one street corner are going to Freshie um, and there's an empty location three blocks away, the idea is, hey, people in this neighborhood know about Freshie. If we open another location, maybe we can get more sales of course, if you start to oversaturate or start taking locations that aren't quite as good, just because you're focused on store growth, then of course you can cannibalize the sales of existing stores and you can undermine your growth. Now, the franchise guy, Corin, um, he is trying to grow the number of stores for a bunch of different reasons. Number one, he probably owns a bunch of the stock of this company, which means that as the stock price goes up, he becomes wealthier. Number two, every new location means that they grow their royalties, right? So the, the company's sales grow. And, and number three, the selling of new franchise locations brings in franchise fees because the franchisor doesn't make money uh, necessarily if a location is profitable. All they, make, all they care about is if a location has sales, they earn a royalty regardless of profit. And if they sell new locations, they earn a franchise fee. And if they're growing quickly, the stock price will keep going up, okay? Now, you got to ask yourself, how do those goals from the head of this franchise organization align with the goals of an individual person who wants to own a freshie store? 
right? You, we know that they've got pressure to put in more locations, which means they could put in one near you, which, you know, and some, some people will tell you it's good. Having the name around more and more means that more people are aware. But if you lose customers because now you have a competitor with the same name as you, then obviously that's not good for you, right? So back to the article. Corin is complaining about these bottom 10% of stores that he believes to be the culprit. And um, basically what he wants to do, um, what down here, Corin promised, so again, he's talking to industry people and the stock market investors. Corin promised that closing stores or swapping out underperforming franchisees would bring about a quick turnaround. While he didn't say how many stores he, could, he would close, he suggested a portion of the bottom 10% would likely go away in the next number of quarters. Now, when the franchise sales rep talks to you about a potential investment in this franchise brand, of course, what they're saying to you is that they're creating an opportunity for you and they're laying the foundation and providing you with all of the um, systems and suppliers and branding, et cetera, that you need to be successful. These bottom 10%, so it's about 30 locations, I guess close to 40 now because he's got over 400 locations. That's 40 families that he is telling investors that he's either going to squeeze those franchisees out or force them to close down, or he knows that they're going to close anyway because they're not making money and they, he's not going to resuscitate the locations. He's just going to let them go. Okay. And the thing that, that, bugs me the most about this is let's look at the next quote. Okay. I think the point of enduring of ending guidance today is to not tell you what you should expect in the future. Corn told an analyst about the future of store closings. Our base is getting bigger. So the bottom 10% gets bigger inevitably. And then he says, um, some other stuff, but basically here's the point I want to get across. He doesn't consider the store to be your business. He considers each individual store to be an extension of his business. He talks about the individual locations like he is their owner. Meanwhile, they present it as an opportunity for you to own your own business. And so in the book, Franchise Warnings, one of the things I, I, I say to people is that when you buy into a franchise opportunity, you're not really, um, you're not really uh, owning your own business. You're kind of leasing one, right? Because you don't own the brand. You don't own the recipes. You don't own the intellectual property. You, in a lot of cases, don't even have the option of taking down the name and putting something else up because they've got all these personal guarantees and, and all these other things wrapped up. And oftentimes there's special clauses and amendments to your lease and if you want to walk away from it, they basically get it. And that's what happened in my local town is the franchisee that spent all the money to establish the place um, couldn't make a go of it. He locked the door and in doing so defaulted on his agreement. And then Freshy came along and took the location. They hired a manager uh, and ran it for a few months until they found someone new and they sold it to that person. So the first guy's incredible losses, uh, you know, I have no idea how much it was, hundreds of thousands of dollars probably. Um, you know, they got all, everything he paid for, they got for free and maybe they had to settle with a bank or something, but they probably settled for a very small number of, of pennies on the dollar 
And then they turned around and sold it to somebody else and earned, so they, they earn money off of, off this guy's failure. But the whole story reminded me of something else. So this is an article. It says great Canadian bagel makes slow, but sure gains in Moscow. Now, Great Canadian Bagel is a bagel franchise and you can get lunch there and you can get a cup of coffee and of course you can get bagels. And this article basically talks about how great this company is and they've just opened a bagel store in Moscow. And it says, the great, founded in 1993, the Great Canadian Bagel of Markham, Ontario operates nearly 160 stores across Canada and their sister company, Great American Bagel, has 58 outlets in the U.S., and it says that they're also expanding internationally. They have two locations in London, England, and everything is absolutely great. Okay. So this is, you know, 160 plus 58, that's 218. One in Moscow is 219. Two more in London has 221 stores. Now, this is from February of 2000. So this article is pushing almost 20 years old. Okay. This news. Now, if we go to the Great Canadian Bagel website today, we can get a list of their store locations, and I counted them. There are 20. 90% of Great Canadian Bagels are closed from what was opened back in 2000, according to that news article that mentioned Moscow. So why am I bringing this up? It's for a couple of, th- a couple of reasons. And again, if you're ever thinking about a franchise or if you ever hear of a friend thinking about opening or buying a franchise, buy a copy of Franchise Warnings. The Kindle edition is like nine bucks. Uh, you can get it on Audible now. The paperback might cost you 15 US, 19 Canadian. It's not a big investment. It can save you hundreds of thousands of dollars. But here's another thing that I point out in the book is that when you buy into a franchise, you often have to lease space. And typically the landlord wants you to sign like a five-year lease. And so you sign that five-year lease. If you end up in a position where you're losing money every month, um, it may still make sense for you to keep the store open until the end of your lease to avoid the liability related to, to breaking the lease. So There can be lots of businesses that you see every day that are not making money, but they're still open because it's cheaper for the owner to stay there and lose money than it is to close down the store and face being sued by the landlord. Okay. So when these franchises get onto these explosive growth curves, what they do is they use the excitement and energy of people buying locations to convince more people to buy locations. So you know, Freshie has had this explosive growth where they're at, you know, they're, they're wanting to add hundreds of stores every year. The fact that they have, you know, hundreds of people opening new Freshies every year often is the thing that convinces new people to open one, not anything to do with actual performance. And people get excited and they think this is the big new thing. They all think this is my opportunity. I wasn't around in the 1950s when Ray Kroc was offering McDonald's restaurants to people but this is the time when I can get in on the ground floor of an opportunity that's going to make me rich, blah, blah, blah. Right. And so then what happens is the the franchise company has to push growth as hard as they can, because once the first people start to hit the five year mark that are not making money and they start closing stores, then you get the negative impact of having these locations close. And in most jurisdictions in North America, there is something called a franchise disclosure document an FDD where it's disclosed 
um, how many locations have closed in the past year or two years, whatever the local rule is. And, and, and so people, if once you get five or six years into this massive growth, if the earlier locations start to close, then the new people get to see that locations are closing. So they have this growth window of about five years where they have to max everything out. They got to get as many new locations open as possible. And then, you know, it's just a managed decline. If it doesn't really fly, it just starts to sink, sink, sink until you end up like the great Canadian bagel with 20 locations. So um, that's my rant brought on by this news article. Again, if you're interested in anything to do with buying a business, you should be heading over to businessbuyeradvantage.com. And over there, you can sign up for my full day, nine and a half hour online course, which is everything to do with buying a business. It's all in video modules. You don't have to sit down and do it in one day. You can do it over the course of time. You get access to this forever. You just go here, Business Buyer Advantage. There's a video there where I explain the program. You can click buy now. It takes you through to the place where you, you buy the course. You've got lifetime access to all these videos, but for the month of December 2018, there is a very special bonus that is included. Um, Black Friday, I was in Toronto. I gave a seminar workshop, how to buy a successful business in 2019. It's three hours and 10 minutes long. Um, if I were to sell it on its own, it would probably be $100. It's included in Business Buyer Advantage for free only for the month of December 2018. So if you've been thinking about taking this course because you've been watching my videos for a long time, now's the time to do it because you can download that audio file and enjoy it forever, but it's going to disappear when baby new year shows up. So with that, I'm going to thank you guys for coming out and um, we'll talk with you next week.